welcome to Vista Talks, an interesting discussion with interesting people from around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined today by Laura Kochashu. Laura is the International Content Strategy Manager at LinkedIn, which is the world's biggest professional network. You're very welcome, Laura. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming today. So let's move on and get on with the show. So Laura, you're a qualified translator and interpreter, and you also have a background in education. Um, and you're currently designing customized strategy for the LinkedIn International Help Center content. Can you explain a little bit about, I'm very curious, the, uh, what is a localization pioneer? This is what I've seen on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, um, I like to call myself a pioneer of globalization. Um, globalization has been uh, on the market now for more than 20 years. However, it's still um, new to the majority of the industries and businesses. So to try to introduce a new concept like this to um, how businesses usually design and promote um, their own products, it's quite a Sisyphean work. So um, yeah, um, that's why I call myself um, a pioneer. Localization itself, um, as I was saying, it's not new at all. Um, it was first uh, mentioned in 1995 by Robertson and then like uh, properly conceptualized later on in 97 uh, by Nielsen. Um, however, it's still something that um, uh, it's not entirely integrated in the way businesses um, conduct um, their uh, marketing and branding in general. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually a term that, it's a smash term, if you yes, want. Yes, yeah, uh, it's from a mix the, of. Yeah, of globalization and localization. Um, and it actually means the um, simultaneous occurrence of both universalizing and particularizing tendencies. So um, if you think about how businesses are uh, designing for like global products, yes but uh, having in mind local cultures. Um, it's very, yeah. very hard to achieve mm -hmm. um, and to get the right balance. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's what uh, lo localization is. That's very yeah. interesting. That's something, yeah, that is not necessarily um, familiar to all of us yet. But uh, it's great that you actually, you were working on this, yes, and you're promoting. So coming back to your background, you hold a master's degree in translation studies mm. from Dublin City University. Yes. Um, what, attracted, what attracted you to languages in the first place? Um, so it's a long story, I would say. Um, it's a long uh, love story <laughs> because languages has always been my passion as such um, from very early I remember from maybe secondary school um, I was born in um, Transylvania Romania mm -hmm. um, very close to Dracula's castle <laughs> uh, and um, I was lucky or not so lucky to experience the communism educational system um, and um, yeah, uh, at that time, languages was something that it was uh, a compulsory option, <laughs> if you if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, I um, chose English and French, um, and I really really enjoyed studying them. And then, like going further, um, I after I finished high school, I went for um, uh, studying uh, BA in. Yeah. Um, foreign languages and literatures um, and the degree there was for both uh, translator and interpreter and uh, as a teacher oh, so wow. that was um, 
the amazing thing when we were studying yes. the foreign literatures too Absolutely. that you were able to get the degree um, as a teacher. So um, I did that then uh, for a few years back in Romania. Um, I would say for two years and a half, three years more or less, and I. Um, I was teaching back then English and Spanish. Oh, wow. um, those were the two languages that yes. I chose for my BA. Um, so I was teaching these two languages for public and private schools. Um, it wasn't very rewarding at the time, I must say. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, it, I, I really loved the actual interaction with kids and I, I love teaching. And until today, I love teaching and training. So yes. I really mys find myself in that. Um, so yeah, that, that, uh, after that, when I came to Ireland, um, just after my experience in teaching, I was trying to get something um, in the same sector but it was very hard to find uh, something in the education system. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Everybody speaks uh, English in Dublin. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were obviously looking for native speakers rather yeah. than um, um, non-native speakers of the language. Um, and then for Spanish, there was a big community of the Spanish mm -hmm. uh, uh, teachers here. So um, I decided to try even more, though, because I really wanted that. and I. Um, I did a course in uh, teaching English as a second language wow. here in um, Dublin School of Ling um, Dublin School of Languages, mm -hmm. I think it's called. Um, it was back in um, 2007, and then um, um, they offered me actually a job there when I uh, finished the course. To uh, for over the summer, I was teaching um, uh, Spanish. Um, uh, students, I was teaching them English. Mm -hmm. So um, that was really, I enjoyed it so much, but it was only for that summer. Um, I tried to get something else in education, but um, I wasn't very successful. So then I tried something else. Uh, I worked as a, a translator and interpreter. Um, and um, just after that, I found out about the, the MA that DCU was doing, and I decided to go for it. And it was uh, an MA in translation studies. Uh, I found it really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it was a game with Spanish. Um, I do love Spanish. It's just that I don't have uh, uh, the opportunity to yeah. use it that much. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my kind of short, long story <laughs> of uh, my passion for languages. That's and great. now I get to do it uh, again yeah. at LinkedIn. Um, on a daily basis as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to use it. It's, it's fascinating. It's everything about languages and also linguistics. I think yeah, that absolutely. from early ages, uh, yeah. like I was fascinated by grammar and uh, syntax rules and all that. And so, yeah. It's fantastic. You get to apply it every day. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And um, so now, um, coming back to your master's degree, um, so you've talked about you know how you got into uh, Dublin University University, and um, I'm very curious about your dissertation because mm -hmm. you presented a dissertation on the website localization and its impact on international usability, mm -hmm. and I understand that um, that localization really is the practice of conducting business according to both local and global consideration, mm -hmm. uh, which is a major factor, obviously, mm -hmm. for global brands in various industries, such as localization. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us what you've observed studying localization? Yeah, um, so it was the first time I actually discovered the term uh, when I studied um, for the MA. And 
I was thinking, well, what is this? <laughs> uh, like globalization, maybe I'm not reading it properly. It must be globalization. And then I read more about it and I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. Yeah. Yes, this is it. Like it, it sounds ideal as uh, oxymoronic as it could sound because it's a clash of two um, opposite terms, right? Uh, so going global, but local as yeah. well. How can you do that? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's very, very hard to find the, that balance to um, and I don't know if anybody's really doing it, but um, uh, at, a, at a total level, let's say, um, if anybody found the, the perfect balance. Uh, we do do it though uh, at LinkedIn, and I'm like, delighted to see it. Um, we do it partly, so um, for LinkedIn we have a specific app that we designed uh, for the Chinese market. Mm -hmm. So it's LinkedIn at core, but it's been specifically designed with features to meet the needs of the Chinese market. Um, and it has features that maybe that you won't see on LinkedIn.com, but it's really LinkedIn.com yeah. um, at core. So like other examples I can give you, I think, um, you know, there is the matcha or the green tea yes. uh, KitKat. Yes. So um, uh, that's specifically designed for the Japanese market and um, yeah I think there are other examples for like the marketing sector but um, on the localization um, in the localization industry it's really important if you if for businesses they would try to achieve that um, to get a really good user international user experience yeah. so that will have um, a great impact on the usability um, and that's from designing the product up to marketing and how you're marketing it. So yeah, really Quite, fascinating. Yeah, really fascinating yeah. and very important yeah. in, our, in our industry and in general, yes, absolutely, yeah. to be able to target and impact and, uh, and uh, be as, um, um, not performant, I want to say, accurate as possible mm -hmm. for the market. Yeah. And so now, your current in your current organization, um, you've been there for almost eight years. I know I'm a dinosaur <laughs> in LinkedIn years. Uh, no. You know, technology years like that. It's a very long time. Oh, that's no. I think that's fantastic. And you and you hold the position of international content strategy manager, as we we mentioned earlier, uh, which is the world's um, LinkedIn is really mm. just the world's biggest professional network, and with about 590 million yeah. members yeah. registered. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So. Can you take us a little bit about um, uh, about your career? Take us through your career. I mean, your initial role in LinkedIn was a bit different at first, and how you've seen the role change and also adapt in the last eight years. Yeah, um, it was um, um, support. So I started uh, very early, um, just after two months um, that LinkedIn um, came to Dublin okay. and established here as an international headquarters. So it was very, very early years. Um, I think that the total number of employees were under 50. Oh, wow. um, and we, the headquarters was back on uh, Sir Rogerson's Key. Okay. Um, like in a, we, we all, I think that it was only one floor, two floors. And now we have like two buildings yeah. and uh, we're um, building a new one. So uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. It, like, it's been a fantastic journey and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I'm so lucky to work with amazing people and inspiring people. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, was a journey that started in support, but again with languages. Uh, so I started to support the um, Spanish, Romanian and English markets. 
um, and then I progressed from there. Like uh, I touched a lot of other roles. Um, I went into subject matter experts, like uh, for company pages. I don't know how familiar with you are with LinkedIn.com products, but uh, uh, a yeah. little bit. Yes, <laughs> using it personally, of course. Yes. So very useful. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I was uh, going deep into product, and then uh, I worked with and for the editors uh, for a product um, that it was, uh, let's say, the grandfather of what Pulse is now, so our okay. publishing platform. Um, it was called LinkedIn Today, so mm -hmm. I was doing content curation there. Um, and then, because my passion is languages, uh, like in all the projects that I tried and initiatives I had, I was trying to get closer to localization. So I worked yes. very close with the localization team based in Sunnyvale, with the internationalization team and, um, and the knowledge management team. Yeah. Um, and then like um, I was a lead for support and also for the BLPs I was a, an interim manager I, I had like I wore so many hats uh, but it, it was so so interesting and I learned a lot yes I developed a lot of new skills and I Can strengthened you know, yes. like other ones um, and the, the people are just fantastic I, I think LinkedIn is amazing as a place to work Hence, I'm there for almost <laughs> eight years, and now I'm uh, doing this um, international um, content strategy yeah. management role, um, and I'm looking after the help center content mm -hmm. um, on the international side. Okay. So um, I'm looking at developing strategies uh, for different markets, depending on what the focus is, mm -hmm. um, and that could be anything from, let's say, uh, localization project management to uh, trying to introduce new technologies and new systems, um, balancing what we're doing with AI and uh, machine translation post-editing, yeah, but also yeah. like looking where do we go uh, uh, with human translation and where do we use our um, uh, machine translation. My actual team, my knowledge management team, is um, spread uh, over the entire globe. So uh, we have uh, people in Sunnyvale, we have people in Omaha, in Singapore and uh, Bangalore. Wow. And I'm based in Dublin and we will be hiring soon for a content writer that will write in uh, German um, in Germany. So wow. it's truly a, yeah. a global team Absolutely, um, yeah. and it's, it's great to have different insights, different perspectives um, from different people and cultures, especially Absolutely. for this type of role. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's kind of almost mandatory in yes. a way, yes, yes. That's fantastic. And um, talking about global brands, um, what advice would you have for them, for any global brand who'd wish to develop impactful content? Um, yeah, so impactful content, I would say always design your content with your audience in mind. Um, and I think that goes without a say. And yeah. I'm sure that the majority of the businesses do that. Uh, go local, um, go mobile. That's very important in uh, um, the information revolution er yeah. era that we are in. Um, and also uh, think rich media. Um, because obviously visuals do speak a thousand words. So um, I would say, yeah, these are the, the main uh, recommendations the main I would have for them. Yeah. yeah, That's great, thank you. And so we're talking about recommendations. Um, throughout your career, have you noticed any trends you know, that also global brands could apply? So we're talking about you know, obviously targeting your, uh, your audience well. Is there any other trend you, you would have noticed that would be useful? 
Um, for for our sector, for the technology sector, especially this year, I've seen uh, a, a huge increase of uh, the interest in actually applying of AI, mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that's where we are going. So I would say this is a trend, and for localization, yeah. uh, truly. It's machine translation, right? So that would be mainly the core for AI. Um, MTP is something that we're looking at as well, and I know that some other uh, businesses do. So I would say MTP, so machine translation post editing, is yes. uh, another trend. And um, other trends, I think, for content in general, um, I've noticed that um, uh, there is interest in developing more and investing more in growing those. Uh, content teams yep. um, that um, there is a discovery that of the value that the content teams bring so um, yeah I would say this uh, this trends I've noticed especially this year especially yeah. this year yeah. okay so next year might be a bit different it could be <laughs> I, I'm sure AI will still be there yes I um, think AI yeah. is really the trend we're all talking about yeah fantastic and um, so you're also um, so you have built relevant content and you've been coaching different teams, right? Managing yes. the best practices. So would you have any advice for brands who wish to build um, and manage teams on site and uh, remotely um, in this fast moving industry? Because it is a fast moving industry. Yes, it is. It really is. Uh, if not the fastest, right? Um, I, uh, I would say if this is something that I borrowed or stole or whatever. Uh, I've been inspired by and I'm trying to apply it's not easy to do but uh, it takes a lot of practice yeah um, and this is something that uh, um, our CEO Jeff Wiener um, always talks about is uh, manage compassionately um, and it might sound easy but it's not easy at all to do mm -hmm. um, to put yourself in the feet of the person you're managing yes um, and it's then when you're a true leader rather than just a manager um, there is a full course actually uh, delivered by uh, Jeff Wiener on mm -hmm. LinkedIn Learning, so uh, it, it's really, really interesting. Um, and um, yeah, I would say manage compassionately and about coaching, um, coaching with empathy. Um, I know that like there is a, a distinct uh, distinction between the two, like um, empathy and uh, compassion. Mm -hmm. It's not huge, but. Um, it does need to be considered differently. So when you do coach, you empathy is something that you need to have in terms of like really listening and trying to understand and uh, guiding the person mm -hmm. that you are coaching. When for uh, when you're managing with compassion, you're stepping back a little bit and you're listening. You're trying to put your yourself in the feet of the other person that you're managing and have a solution. Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, this would be this would my be advice. Best, yeah. yeah, it's something that I'm, I've been trying as well. Um, it takes a lot of practice, and it's not easy to get there. Yes, of uh, course, it takes but, yeah. practice. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. And to 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 finish, um, would you have any projects that you'd be working on you'd like to share with our audience today? Because I understand you must be very busy and full on and have loads of. Uh, those are projects in your hands. Yeah, uh, well, I started this role actually. Uh, um, I started a rotation in the role at the beginning of the year and then officially since August. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, there are a lot of opportunities. So 
I have um, a lot of ideas and initiatives. Uh, some of the most important ones would be, I guess we're in the process of switching from statistical to neural um, engine mm -hmm. uh, for our machine translation. So um, that's huge as a project for us because yeah. it would impact the entire content that um, we have planned for machine translation. Um, and then it takes a lot of testing and uh, evaluation. And um, then another one would be um, the trend that I was telling you about MTP. Um, it does involve a lot of technology switching too. Um, so, uh, but it's fascinating at the same time. Yeah, it is. Um, so we're trying this now, we're piloting uh, at a very small scale in, with internal content. Um, and uh, it's been successful. However, we haven't yet evaluated to see the ROI and uh, to really have a, an analysis of um, what it could bring. But um, yeah, these are the two things, the main things that um, would impact a lot wow. our uh, even strategies and yeah, our way we, course, yeah. we design uh, our content for international. Well, that's great. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura, Thank for you your too. time. Thank you, Thanks, Priscilla. Thanks for coming on the show today. So that's the end of today's show with uh, Laura Koshashu from LinkedIn. And please tune in again to see the next Vista Talk show uh, where we'll be discussing more interesting discussion with interesting people from around the world.